Hey mamas, you're listening to the Whole Mama Podcast with Jenna Gibbons. We'll talk all things motherhood and how to build a solid foundation for our children. Our goal is to empower and educate and provide the tools to embrace motherhood and raise compassionate and confident lifelong learners. We believe that as mamas, we need to give ourselves some grace, and our children deserve the best education. I'm your host, Jenna Gibbons, recording right from my barn outside of Nashville, Tennessee. So throw something comfy on and grab a mug of your favorite drink, and let's get started. We have so much to talk about. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for joining me today on this first Tuesday in May of 2021. Thank you for joining me uh, for episode number 50. I can't believe it. This is the last episode of my first season, and we are in episode 50, which is just crazy. I am beyond honored and thrilled um, to have you here with me on this journey. So I would love to hear some of your favorite episode or episodes, so please email me at jenna at iamthewholemama.com. Um, you know, with any of your favorite episodes or topics we've talked about since we've launched uh, last October, which is unbelievable that that's already happened. Or you can also feel free to email me with any topics you would like me to talk about, uh, you know, throughout the rest of this year. So I apologize. I am battling a sinus infection. (laughs) So um, I'm going to tell you in a moment what I am having to drink today to help me kind of battle this uh, fun little fun little sinus infections. I apologize that I sound um, a little hoarse, (laughs) but today we're going to talk all about mental health tips for kids in these uncertain times. If you did not know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we're going to be talking about a lot of different topics within um, you know, mental health during this month because it is extremely important not only for our, you know, ourselves as mothers, but for our children, especially going through a time such as this. So let's dive into some stats real quick. I think having numbers in front of us is really important. So um, I will include my source for this information, but the youth mental health is worsening, um, as we've heard, you know, obviously, especially right now. Uh, and it, you know, according to the source that I have, is 9.7% of youth in the U.S. have severe major depression uh, compared to 92 in last year's uh, data set. Even before COVID-19, the prevalence of mental health among adults was increasing. Uh, In 2017 and 2018, 19% of adults experienced a mental illness and an increase of 1.5 million people over last year's data set. 
And there's still unmet need for mental health treatment among youth and adults. Uh, 60% of youth with major depression did not receive any mental health treatment in 2017 and 2018. And I think we're going to talk a lot about that. There's a huge stigma, I think, you know, if you have, um, you know, dealing with mental health, that there's, you know, this huge stigma that there's something wrong with you, that there's this and yada, yada, yada. And um, I think that we really need to talk about, instead of talking about it that way, is like, how can we combat this? How can we help not only our mothers, um, you know, fathers, children, you know, all these different people who are truly struggling and feeling open and, and okay with sharing about, you know, whether they have depression or anxiety or all the other different types of mental illness that are that are here with us today. So we're going to talk about that, you know, this month. But first, I want to tell you what I'm having to drink today. What's in my mug? So first, it's been a little bit of a rough week. I've been really trying to pull through. And you know, as moms, we like have to just kind of put our big girl pants on. And, you know, if we, even if we're not feeling great, we just got to kind of push through. So thank goodness for medicine. Um, and uh, I have a berry face scrub on right now, which is making me feel lovely. And then I'm also tonight having a hot toddy. I'm not sure if you've ever had one. Um, I've been having one every night before I go to bed. Uh, we used to have them a lot. Um, you know, my family had them a lot growing up and stuff like that. The older folks, because there is some alcohol in it. So, um, I'll put a link to, if you want to try one, they're really good. (laughs) Um, especially when you're not feeling great. Um, there is alcohol, but you could do it without as well. Um, so you usually use a brown liqueur. Um, I'm of course having Irish whiskey in mine, um, hot water or hot tea. I prefer the hot, hot tea and I'll do a decaf tea before bed, honey, some lemon, and you can even put a cinnamon stick. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if there's any science behind it, but I do feel comforted and my throat feels better. So here I am drinking my hot toddy. I hope you're having something lovely in your mug as well. So this month, we're going to focus on ways to nurture and support our mental health as mamas and caregivers. We care for those we love, but we must also take care of our own health and wellness, especially our mental health, especially after you've just had a baby especially after, you know, your, um, you know, middle school, high school child's going through things, especially when your children are adults. At any point, we also have to make sure that our mental health as mamas is being cared for. So in, in addition to that, how we're going to care for our children and their mental health during, you know, such a crazy time that we're going through right now or different milestones or loss you may have in your family, So there's lots of different things we're going to talk about this month about mental health in our family. Um, And if you haven't, mark your calendars. Of course, uh, tomorrow is May 5th, which is um, the lovely Cinco de Mayo. Hope you're going to be eating something delicious and having something to to drink as well that's delicious. But also um, to know that tomorrow is World Maternal Mental Health Day. And as a mama, um, you know, who, and I'll get into this as well, you know, experienced um, some postpartum um, anxiety and some other things, um, you know, our postpartum health is critical to our overall well-being and the well-being of our families, especially when you're starting out your your motherhood experience with a new baby. It's supposed to be, you know, exciting and, and special and, and all those things. So you want to be able to set yourself up so that you can enjoy those moments, uh, because that time with your baby is fleeting, you want to be, you know, your best self and feel really good. So, and like I had said, there's so, 
there is a stigma out there about mental health and motherhood and reaching out for help and getting counseling or having a therapist or being on medication. And I think that we really have to talk openly about, um, you know, these topics and really help those mothers and, and anyone else who's really battling mental health. So we're going to talk more about the mother's side later this week, but today we're going to focus on nine effective and important ways to support our kids and their mental health during stressful times. So we're going to dive right into those because I think they're really important. And again, I um, you know I try to keep these episodes on Tuesdays short and sweet because I know it's the start of the week and it's crazy. So, um, so number one is consistency and following a schedule. So let's face it, most adults and children thrive unfollowing a routine. I know I do. I know my kids do. I know my husband does. Um, it makes everyone's day flow better, uh, you know, especially during any uncertain time. And again, there's always those days where things don't go according to plan. But if you have a plan, to me, I feel like I'm more in control of in case there is chaos, you know, you have a game plan. So, you know, trying to continue to stick to those scheduled, you know, times to study or to snack or to play or eat meals, you know, and, and importantly, you know, remaining consistent on bedtime routines and activities, even for your older kids, you know, winding down for the day, having time to read before bed, listening to relaxing music, talking to each other, helping kids relax and unwind before they fall asleep because they will likely fall asleep faster and have a better rest, which is what they need because they are still growing um, and, you know, and thriving in their childhood. Number two would be talking openly and honestly. One of the most important things we can do for our child's mental health is to keep communication open, making sure that they know that their feelings are valued and that your listening ears are always available. I think for me growing up, always knowing my parents were there was just that extra support underneath that I, I knew I always had, even through those tough times. And number three would be focusing on positives, you know, teaching our kids that even through the most challenging of times, you know, we have to find ways to find, you know, those simple little positive things that we can look forward to. And we have to really model that too for them so that they can see that even through these tough times, even through, you know, these challenges that we're going through as a family or I'm going through at school, I can look forward to these little things that will get me through these really hard things. Number four would be, of course, trusting and, um, you know, praying and putting our trust and faith in the Lord. So um, we can teach our children to trust in God's plan that even when things look and feel terrible, whether through youth groups or mentorship or, or Christian music or scripture or anything that, you know, connects your child with Jesus and with God's love, finding that peace in his love and grace can truly help, again, kind of set that foundation and give that support system so that if they are going through a time where they may have be experiencing depression or they may be going, you know, experiencing anxiety, that there are already those things in place for them to kind of help them carry them through those, those challenging times. Number five is to simply to simplify, <clears throat> excuse me. So when things in our house are crazy and chaotic, which is pretty much every day, um, because it's just, you've got a five-year-old and a, and a toddler, but, um, you know, so are our feelings and our reactions to each other, our stress level, um, our anxiety and just our overall, overall well-being. So for me, if we can simplify our home in terms of commitments or clutter or schedules, um, you know, these simple and easy little tweaks can really make a difference and help our family find 
some amount of peace and mental clarity <laughs> or having quiet, even just having a simplifying and having quiet time really helps at least me as, um, you know, one of the leaders in our home, try to collect myself and, um, and carry on. So, <laughs> um, and so number six, of course, is staying active and playing as you know, I'm a big advocate for getting active with your kids. Um, and that's going to be when I talk about in a moment uh, for number seven, but, you know, giving your kids time to express their creativity and their imagination and encourage them to focus on fun and exciting things. Because if there's things going on like a pandemic or, you know, unrest or whatever's happening in the world, in the big picture, or even in your small community, you know, they have to have time to focus on fun and exciting things. I think sometimes we feel like our kids are, you know, growing up so quickly. And we have to remember that they're just kids. They need to be able to take a break from the stress and go play and and use their creativity and their imagination. And, you know, going into the whole play piece with physical activity, you know, kids over six need at least 60 minutes of physical activity a day. And we know in schools right now, they're getting maybe 20 minutes of recess, maybe see, uh, you know, go to PE once a week. So if they're not coming home and getting physical activity, whether outside or however you can do it at their home, we need to try to encourage that more because they need at least 60 minutes, just overall health. So we know that's critical if there's also something crazy going on in the world. And so these activities, we know burn off energy, especially if you have boys. Like for me, I like to get my boys out (laughs) and running around. Um, they're just happier. I feel like they, they, you know, are, we're encouraging playfulness and boosting their mood. You can laugh at some of the stuff they're doing outside playing together. They're laughing and they're going to be exhausted and sleep better because they've been outside running around. And that of course leads me to number seven is getting kids outside daily. I've talked about this before about daily exposure to sunlight helps with your immune system, getting that fresh air and being with nature. That connection to mother nature is critical uh, you know, and that exposure to the out, you know, just to the outside world helps in so many ways, especially if our children are dealing with something. Um, we can make huge connections to nature and um, it just has an overall, you know, whether you're in the woods or you're near animals has that calming effect to really help us find clarity um, and peace in our mind. So number eight would be if, if possible to limit exposure to news coverage. So like I said, they're kids. It's okay to check on what's happening during a big crisis, but I even get overwhelmed if I'm having the news on all day. You know, it increases our anxiety and our stress and worry. I, you know, we check in and make sure, you know, things are going on, but like, like turn off the TV and, you know, those things are going to be happening. Um, you know, get a board game out or go play together and, and just let them be kids, especially if they come home from a long day, you know, at school. They need that kind of time to settle in and just be home and have, you know, I feel your home is that place of comfort for them. So if the news is always on, that's going to kind of that, even that room you have the news on all the time is going to increase their anxiety when they walk in that room. So why don't find, you know, moments to make sure that you're up to date on all the information, but then also to make sure that your home is a place of calm and of peace and of safety. And number nine you know, it, it sounds silly, but I think telling them you love them every darn day, right? Kids who are regularly told that they are loved are truly happy. Like So proactively set that tone in your home. Set it, again, setting that foundation, getting all of that set for them, even on those frustrating days, those those days where if they are, you know, facing uh, depression, 
that they know that they are loved. Always going to bed with issues resolved if, if possible, hugs, and a fresh start the next day. I hope that these tips help and encourage you. Um, and you know, the last thing would, would be number 10, which I almost forgot to mention, I think is really critical. If your child is experiencing, you know, um, severe anxiety, you know, depression, they need to talk someone. Reaching out to a professional is one of the greatest gifts you can give them because sometimes it's a matter of talking to someone else, um, you know, can kind of give them, um, you know, new perspective, another listening ear, and just another person to support them. Have the open communication with you and, you know, being able to talk to a counselor or a support group um, is, you know, is many times critical for someone who, you know, who is, you know, um, suffering from some type of mental health and talking to your pediatrician as well. Um, so I hope that helps. We're going to be talking more about this, uh, you know, throughout the month in terms of our kids and ourselves as mothers and how we can, um, just be their best selves for our family, despite, you know, anxiety, depression, all those different things. And also the month of May is very exciting. We have lots of exciting things happening. Uh, the end of last month in April, we, I launched my Whole Readers online workshop for parents. It begins this Thursday. Um, so May 6th, if you haven't joined, the link is in the show notes. We will get going on preparing our pre-K through second graders and struggling readers. So even if you have older children who you want to set that foundation for still, hop on board with us, um, getting them ready before August with the crazier that we've had in school, having that peace of mind knowing that your kiddos are ready to go with simple activities for just 20 minutes a day. Um, you won't want to miss it. Also, lots of goodies coming via email. Join my email list today. Uh, links in the show notes. I'll be sending out my May newsletter and other great info. I promise I don't, um, you know, overload your inbox. <laughs> Just occasionally I'll send something out. I mostly send most of my information to our Whole Mamas Facebook group, which includes inspiration, recipes, laughs, connection. I do a monthly uh, learning series from the farm. And, and tons more. So thank you for joining me today. Again, I apologize for the raspy voice. <laughs> Stick with me uh, towards the end of this week on Thursday for Mama's Minute. And we're going to be talking about ways that we as mothers, um, you know, can support and nurture our mental health. Have a great night. I Mama, thank you for joining me at the barn today for the Whole Mama podcast. I hope you've laughed, reflected, and learned something valuable to take home to your family. I'll meet you right back here next week. And in the meantime, focus on these important things. Take care of yourself, read daily with your children, and find times throughout the day to truly be present with your family. This time is precious, so we must embrace those moments and be intentional about it. Lastly, remember to find those things that bring you joy daily. That cup of coffee, those comfy leggings, that song or that scripture, or even that glass of wine. Whatever it is, make sure you find that daily joy for yourself. You deserve it, Mama. If you enjoyed this show, please consider supporting it and click the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes. For more content, community, and connection, please subscribe to receive a monthly Whole Mama newsletter at my blog at IamTheWholeMama.com and follow me on social media. Thank you again for joining me today, and I'll meet you right back here for our next episode at The Whole Mama.